Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project and the host of this podcast. The Swan Song Project is a charity that helps people living with terminal illnesses or dealing with bereavement to write and record their own original songs. We believe in celebrating lives, making memories and leaving legacies. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can visit our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk and follow us on the various social media channels that will be in the description of this episode. The podcast features songwriters. I ask them to share with us one of their songs, tell us a little bit about how they wrote it and share a songwriting tip that might be useful for other songwriters and also share with us a song by another artist that is meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. This episode features Jade Halliwell and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Jade Halliwell. Thanks for joining me, Jade. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to you. Uh, if you've seen all of these podcasts before, you'll know we do them in three parts. First, we have one of my guest songs. We're going to talk a little bit about how they wrote that. Section two, Jade's going to share with us a songwriting tip. It might be useful for the songwriters. And then section three, we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful to Jade in some way relating to bereavement. So uh, we'd ask you to introduce your song for us, please, Jade. Yeah, so this is my latest single. Uh, it's called Telephone. Let you go. They say 
ride a link from your home into mine I tell you how I missed you around the table Christmas day how we tried to make it wonderful but it just was not the same I tell you how I hope you're proud of all the things I do and there's not a single day goes by I don't Heaven had a telephone, a telephone. Okay, brilliant. So that was Telephone by Jade Halliwell, and that was a nice uh, acoustic form. So this is a new single. It's just coming out. Yeah, I just it's... released it uh, Friday the 11th of December. So yeah. very new. Uh, yeah, it was a good release day. It was my first um, release that's gone straight to number one on the country charts on the release day. So had a great yeah. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's um, you. Know, it's I wrote the song and I wasn't actually intending to ever play it live. Never mind, like release it as a single. But um, I've been doing weekly live streams throughout lockdown on a Thursday night. So I played it at one, just on one of the live streams and people in the comment section were loving it. And then they started requesting, so like people tip and request a song each week and they're asking for it again and again. And I said, you know, I wasn't really planning on recording it with the cost of recording. I would only really want to put it into something that I've chosen to release, but the reaction was so like incredible that I was like, okay, maybe we should start to think about putting it out as a single. And then I was very lucky that, um, guy called Robingham, who's like been a fan of mine for a couple of years, actually sponsored the track. So he put up all the money for me to be able to record it, which is a huge, but being a musician in 2020, like <laughs> the help to be able to record something was massive. So I recorded it and then um, put it out in December. So I didn't actually decide to release it until like November, October, November time. So. Wow, brilliant. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How songs can take on a life like that. Uh, when, did you, when did you write it? So this, it's a strange really, it's, I lost my grandma pretty suddenly last October and I started writing it then more of just like a personal thing for myself, like, you know, I wanted to get it on paper, what I was feeling and um, I never really intended to play it for anybody and I couldn't really finish it and then in June of this year I lost my granddad as well pretty suddenly. So I went back to what I'd been writing about my grandma and managed to finish a song and then um, it was maybe only a couple of weeks after that that I start, I played it on that live stream because I'd be my granddad used to watch my live stream so I used to chat about him on it with everybody and I told everyone what had happened and then played the song and I think people just connected to it like it's pretty universal subject so it, yeah it, it's a strange one it's, it's been a different song from start to finish like the way I wrote it the you know the how it came to be a single and everything is completely different from anything else I've ever put out. Mm. yeah it's a really, really powerful story yeah sorry to hear about your losses um but i'm so glad that you found the and i, you know, I love that that you were writing it not not intending it to be a song to sell you're writing it for your own purposes it's something what obviously that's a big part of what one song does yeah the kind of the process of writing the song is yeah. so valuable in itself regardless of what happens to it at the end yeah um so i'm so glad that you kind of you know had that as an outlet 
and then it's just interesting isn't it, how then ones like that often become ones that really resonate with people and yeah definitely and like from the lyrics people can probably tell that it's just all about <clears throat> sort of dealing with loss and just wishing that you could do something as simple as pick up a phone and just have a chat with those people who've lost and the main line in the chorus about missing them around the table is like direct last Christmas. My grandparents came to my house for Christmas from me being like tiny. Last Christmas had not been sat around the Christmas table was so strange. And I thought that was a really personal line that no one had sort of relate to, but it's actually one of the lines of the song that people are saying. And I remember exactly how it feels like when I lost such a person and they, the table chair was empty. Like, and I think it's, it's really interesting like to write something really personal and actually, it's probably one of the songs that people have related to more than anything that I've put out before. So, yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right that you're linking to those kind of big occasions like Christmas is where mm. a lot of time people, it's, it reminds people of what's missing in a way at times, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I really like the, the first lines in it about, um, you know, nothing big happened today, but I'd like to tell you all about it anyway. I think, I think yeah. that's, because again, that's those kind of things that are very real. You know, it's not a... Um, over the top sentiment but it's a real yeah. one isn't it of like that's yeah. you just like to talk to people like that and it's i use this i use this quote all the time um there's a leonard cohen thing where he said um your most specific answer will often be a most universal one yeah me, you know, things like that where you write about something that's really specific to you are often the things that the most amount of people connect yeah. with yeah definitely that's definitely true <laughs> yeah yeah, I use that. I use that line all the time. People listen to this podcast. They've probably heard me say it every episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how did you go about writing it? Did you just um, was it just like something that came out? You say it's kind of changed over time as well. Yeah. So it, uh, when I sat down writing, it, I'd had the idea of telephone in my mind, like if having had a telephone for a while. Um, like a few weeks after losing my grandma straight away, it was in my head. So I started writing that, just that chorus is what I had. And I actually had a different, I actually had a different line originally. I had, you'd never get me off the dog and bone if I haven't had a telephone. Mm-hmm. But everyone, my mum was just like, I don't like that line. And everyone, all my boyfriends were like, you're from Yorkshire, you don't call the telephone a dog and bone. So that's not going to work. I was like, no, I'm keeping it. But then the more I listened to it, I was like, mm, yeah, actually it really doesn't work. So I changed that lyric. Um, but like I, said, I, I sort of wrote a chorus and a little bit of a verse and then just put it to one side, didn't really think about it again. And then once I'd lost my granddad, it was it was on my mind again what I'd been writing. So I went back and wrote it again. And, and again, I've I've done loads of co-writing in the past few years. And the last sort of four or five songs that I've put out have been co-writes. But this one's the first one in a long time that I've just written by myself uh, and, and released a single as well. So it, it was, um, I think, a little bit more nerve-wracking when it's sort of yeah. all on on you your words um yeah it's been like i say it's been, been a different experience to what i'm used to yeah i like to you said that you um so you got your mum's opinion on it and stuff is, is that something you do regularly when you do songs do you kind of yeah, run by when, when i um when i first started i used to play things from my mum and dad and my dad's like everything i do is the best thing in the world like, yeah and my mum's a bit more realistic and she'd be like mm. <laughs> maybe not that <laughs> I a mix of the two um, but this one um, my grandma and granddad were both my mum's parents so I wanted her to hear it and I wanted to see what she thought of it but I didn't want to upset her as well so I said it to her and she like listened to it in private and then she came back she was like I really like it but that one line <laughs> I was like no I like it she was like your grandma never called it the dog and bone <laughs> 
that's really good i mean those um you know people close to you that can give you that kind of feedback yeah definitely and my boyfriend's a songwriter as well like he mds my band and we've co-written a couple of my songs together so he'll always give me a very realistic and he he was the second one to be like i agree with you i was like oh can you believe my mum said this and he was like i was like hmm <laughs> maybe you're right then <laughs> Yeah, it's good to be good to be authentic, isn't it? Sometimes, sometimes those those rhymes can they're kind of seductive. Out if you find a rhyme that you like, it's like oh, I want to get that rhyme in, but if, yeah. it's, if it doesn't if it doesn't like fit, yeah, with who you are, you've got, to, you've got to get it out and find another way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, how's how's this one been? So you say you've done quite a lot of co-writes recently. Yeah, I do. Um, in general, I do a lot of co-writing. Um, I go over to Nashville and I write with people over there and I go to London quite a bit and write with a lot of writers on like the UK country scene. And um, then this year, I think probably more than ever, like Zoom's been brilliant to be able to be just hook up with everybody like all over the world and do writing. So I spent a lot of time on Zoom co-writing. Which again, it was very weird the first one, but I feel like I'm a pro at it now. I know how to set everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I do quite a lot of co-writing, and I mentioned that my boyfriend um, writes with me as well occasionally, not that often. There needs to be a line between shit <laughs> <laughs> and writing. So only if we actually like sit in a writing session, he'll get involved. We don't like sit at home writing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do quite a lot of it. Oh, nice. How do you, how do you find it? How, like, how do you? Um... What kind of what other different collaborations that you do and how do they come about? And are you doing it over Zoom where like you do you like do a session like this and write things together or are you sending things back and forth? Yeah, so for Zoom I do like a session like this and be like come with ideas and stuff together and writing it back and forth. And then one of us normally will just do like a rough demo afterwards and send it to the other. Um, most of them come about just like if I if I like someone's sort of. Um, music or I've seen them writing with other artists that I like I'll reach out to them on like Instagram or email or normally it's like a friend of a friend something like that and similar like get messages back people saying I like this one that you wrote with such a body so could we set up a write and then normally like I say I'd, I'd set aside like a couple hours to either if it's on Zoom or meeting with them and um, I like to go out with like a, quite a few different ideas so that Hopefully, at least one of them is worth going after <laughs> in the writing session. And yeah, I'd love it. I, when I first started doing it, I was like, I, don't, I think it's a bit, it's, it's very personal, isn't it? Like writing. And I, I was a bit, um, not embarrassed, but I was like, oh, it's going to be a bit hard to get in a room with a complete stranger and just open up and say everything you're feeling and thinking and write a song. But I actually found it, I love it. And, and I love that I might have a bit of an idea and, and be on the verge of being it, but then someone else can just change a word or give it a bit of a twist and suddenly it's a whole new song and I love that aspect of co-writing and a lot of the stuff that I've put out that I've like co-written has been that where I've thought oh it's all right but I can't really think of anything and then I've just taken it into writing it's been like the bottom of it's like well, I have this idea but and then someone else I'll say well did you think about twisting it and actually it could be from her perspective so I'm like oh <laughs> and then a new song comes out so I do love it it's a brilliant process, isn't it? But like, as you say, it's quite um, can be quite daunting and takes a bit of getting used to. I find, and yeah. like, I guess you know, it's one song I do a lot of co-writing with people. But the, do you ever find like, you know, can we guess you, you click with certain people easier than others? Yeah, I imagine, um, and like different people. But then it's because it's like different people pull different things out and make different suggestions, don't they? So like, yeah. even if that's what I would always be concerned about with co-writing. Sometimes, is, I mean, I've never had it in all my experience doing it. They're thinking about it now. Um, someone who you just you know struggle to connect with or 
yeah i work with it's uh, even if you have very different styles or different ways of going about it it's it's generally still quite good if you can be productive with it isn't it yeah definitely and i think you have to just have like an agreement as you're going like if you, you know if you both don't like the idea then it don't get in the song and mm. if you can't agree on something there's no point in like spending time fighting over it you should just both agree that that's not going in and move on and then because i've been in rights before where i spent like an hour trying to because she was like, no, we need to get this line right. We need to get this line. I'm like, well, come back to it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think you can get too too hung up on on like a line or a rhyme or something like that. Uh, so I think you should just agree. Like, if you both don't love it, you don't make it in, and you move on to something else. Yeah. Um, quite well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, a, it's probably a fine line as well between like obviously not being too precious about your ideas. So if someone does, if you suggest something and the other person doesn't like it, to not take yeah. offence to it. But also to be kind of tactful in the way of, like, not just telling people that the shit, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, definitely. It's that balance, isn't it? Because that's what everyone's worried when they first do something like that is, I'll make a suggestion, everyone will think it's shit and think I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. So it's like being kind of that balance of like, you know, whether it's going to go in or not, but letting people down gently, or like, you know, finding out a way of going around it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you have to um, you have to word it well. You can't just say like that. It's terrible. <laughs> but it depends how comfortable you are. Like, if I'm right with my boyfriend. We'll both just be like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once you've got that kind of that good good space, I've done group ones sometimes where like, and it feels it feels really hard because sort of, group you know, like facilitating group songwriting. You know, then you're trying to get a balance amongst everybody. And if there's one person yeah. who like others, just shoot their ideas down all the time. It's that kind of balance of like. Yeah, and you want everyone to feel a part of it as well, don't you? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you often do in twos, or do you do like have you done some bigger group ones as well? Mostly just me and one other person, but um, I've done them like with three. I think the most I've done is five, um, mm -hmm. but m mostly I tend to do two. Yeah, or or three. It depends. Like, I'm I'm more of a lyricist, really, as well. And I think you find your own like strengths mm -hmm. in writing, and mine definitely lies with the lyrics. Um, so I, it's great when I write with someone who's really good with uh, melody or like structure, chord structures and stuff. Because then I feel like I don't have to worry about that stuff. Because I'm not great at putting like the chord sequence together and stuff. So I like to find people that we've got like strengths in different sections as well. Uh, I think then you come up with a better product in the end. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something that like I remember being younger and, and not you know not kind of appreciating that that was a you know like there are people who are strong lyricists and people who are strong on melody and some people who are strong yeah. on chord structure. Yeah, like how specialist you become as a musician the, the further down yeah. your career you go, and that there is you know there's work for all of those roles. Uh, you don't yeah. have to be a, an expert at everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do you like when you try this way where this do you have a aim for a song often when you're doing these co-writes like do you say we're going to write a song about a certain thing or we're going to aim for a song that's in this kind of style or do you just let them go uh, and you, cause you, you mentioned about having a few ideas with you like do, do you do you kind of like make ideas all the time and then just see when the when they fit or? yeah so i normally have like lists on my phone on my notes and like voice notes and stuff if i get an idea in my head and sometimes i'll have one and i'll think like i might have a full chorus idea or, or a theme or or a, a hook and i'll think oh that person would be really good to write that one with so i'll try and wait till i go in that co and take that idea but normally i have uh, like words and a melody uh, as an idea and a theme for the song but if i was in a 
writers and obviously I always start by who are we write like are we writing for that person or are we writing for myself or are we writing to pitch to somebody and then if it was for myself I normally think like do I, am I in the mood to write like an upbeat like sassy song or is this a heartbreak song like what's the vibe of the song and then I'd go through what sort of ideas I've got that fit with that and then hopefully find one and go from there. So, so is that just kind of based on how you're feeling at the time in terms of what you want to put out or do you have any kind of like you know like last time I put out a song like this and so now I want to put out one like this so yeah mostly just on like like you say like what I've already released or like maybe it's coming up to festival season I think I want some new upbeat music that I can sing at festivals and have a strut about the stage and people can dance along to like if I was coming to festival season I wouldn't want to write loads and loads of sad songs because then that'd be all that I'd have to sing at the festival slot and mm. no one wants that when they're swinging a beer around in the air <laughs> so <laughs> um, I do sort of base it off what what my release plan's looking like or what what shows I've got and weird like what time of year it is like I'd, I'm more likely to release a ballad in winter than in summer um so yeah, it depends what, what time of year it is and what I've got lined up in the coming months. Yeah, yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, really interesting, great stuff. Uh, so let's move into section two now, shall we? This is where I ask my guests for a songwriting tip. So uh, what would your tip be for us, Jade? Mine would just be, uh, I sort of touched on it earlier, is just don't get too hung up on making words rhyme or... Um, you know, being really clever. I think a lot of time I've done it myself where I've got really hung up on like, oh, I can word this really. Sometimes it's the simplest of lines that I think hit the most. Um, so that would be my tip. Don't get hung up on making sure it rhymes and don't get too hung up on trying to be really clever because so if you say it the simplest way, that's maybe what will resonate more with people. Yeah, I mean, that's great advice. Um, I think it's something I'm thinking about a lot recently, just as well as other songs that I'm thinking about. Um, but the about trying to say things in a simple way and it's it's, it's a lot harder than it seems <laughs> yeah I think I was thinking about in terms of like because it's saying something clever but in a simple way yeah and a lot of the time it's like whether it's whether it's you know like like a very specific interaction that you're trying to communicate so like you yeah. know like at the start of the start of your song with the, the that line about um talk about the day like that's a kind of yeah. you know well observed and there's so much in that situation that, yeah that tells people about the relationship but then it's saying it in a way which, it, you know, just connects it. People get it straight away. It's not yeah. not making it fancy, um, but it's a harder thing to do than it seems. I always think that. Yeah, definitely. I've done it myself so many times. I'm like, I can say that better. I can say that better. And then I thought about it, and it's like, I don't need to yeah, <laughs> say it. Yeah. I don't need to word it any better than than that is. Because, like you say, that sometimes the simplest form sometimes is the best way. I mean, there's a Kelsey Ballerini song. Um, she's a country artist from the US. And she wrote a song um, about like a message to the other woman um, and trying to figure out is she the other woman in the situation or the girl who she's singing about. And one of the lines in there, she just says, are you mad? Me too. And I was like, that's perfect. Like she didn't have to be very poetic about how she's worded it. She just like saying, yeah, we're both really fuming about the situation. Like, <laughs> I, I just love things like that. That was really simplistic, but hits. Yeah, and country music's great for it, isn't it? Country music and blues music yeah. are my two favourite genres for just that simple direct messages that really hit Yeah. yeah. Um, and what you said there as well about, like, it's, like, you know, lyrics can be very poetic, but they don't have to be either. And what's more important is it sounds like you, again, go back to your, your lyric at the, uh, about the telephone and the dog and bone. It's kind of being aware of that, like, is, does this sound like me or am I trying to sound like someone else? So I'm trying yeah. to jazz things up too much and 
make it too fancy. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, like just like be authentic to yourself. Like if you wouldn't normally speak like that, there's no point in writing it in songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how do you um about not getting hung up on stuff? Is there a is there like a point for you when you know like this it's time to leave this one? Because sometimes you find that sometimes there's lines that do take a bit of extra work and sometimes there's ones what you get stuck on that, yeah. are, that you do need to bin. I just, I sort of try to, if I had a line that I wasn't happy with, I'd go back to it a couple of times. And if I really, really still weren't happy, then I'd, that'd be something I'd take into a cut. I'd think there's no point, I'm getting nowhere on my own or I'm getting nowhere in this right. So we'll leave it and start something new and go back to it. And then often you can finish it. You just need a like, fresh mind, like to sleep a couple of days and, well, mm. not at once. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> leave it a couple of days, have a bit of sleep and go back to it. And then normally I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah yeah that's good advice well, I, I like that you know it's you can have bits of songs that you keep with you can't you like yeah. you don't have to write all in one go yeah they get stuck and then leave it for a few months or then work with someone else might might finish it off yeah definitely yeah brilliant yeah thanks for that Jason. it's really good <laughs> uh, so for me to the third part now so this is where i ask my guests to share us a song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement uh, so what I do here is I put the link in the YouTube the YouTube link in the description. So if you're watching or listening to this and you don't know the song, you can go and check it out and come back and we're going to have a bit of a chat about it. Uh, so what song did you choose for us, Jade? Um, so I chose See You Again by Carrie Underwood. Great. So if you've not heard the song, you want to go listen to it, you can follow that link. Um, so what, what will you choose this song, Jade? I mean, to start with, I love everything Carrie does. <laughs> I think she's an amazing vocalist. Um, uh, so she, she definitely is one of my favourite artists. But this song, I think it's really good. Like, obviously, it's about um, missing somebody who she's lost. But I like that it doesn't have to just be about that. Like, it could be about a lost friendship or a lost relationship. Mm. It doesn't necessarily have to be about um, like someone that she's lost, like they, they've lost a life. So... I, I like that aspect of it. I just think it's really powerful. Like it, it, it speaks a lot about, yeah, it's hard, but I'm going to keep on going because I know that there's something after this. I don't know what it is, but when I get there, you'll be there waiting. I just love it. I love the sentiment of the song. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that faith in it, hasn't it? And uh, yeah. yeah, I hadn't thought about that in terms of it being applicable to um, different situations where people might mm -hmm. be missing someone. Yeah, I like that. I like when uh, a song can have a couple meanings. Well, I had this discussion with um, some friends the other week and we were saying that really like when you write a song and release it, it's no longer yours when it's out in the world because however the listener takes it, that's what it becomes. And I know I, I have a song called Broken I put out years ago on, on my first album and I wrote it about like a lost relationship and like I'll be fine. And a girl said to me that oh, it's, it had really helped her. Um, and it related to her in terms she'd been bullied at school and she saw it as that and it never crossed my mind that it could be a song about bullying but then once I listened back to it with that in my mind I was like mm -hmm. oh yeah actually it would work for that but I love that about music that it's what the listener takes on and what the listener hears through it um and I think that's one of those songs that although it is about losing somebody I also think it, it could apply to like different aspects of life as well yeah yeah, it's amazing when songs can do that, isn't it? And it's something I used to always like, I used to always want to know what songs were about and I'd spend yeah. days reading up about, what's this song about? What's, what, how did they write that? And then there's also, and I think, so Dylan, you know, famously like, won't, won't say what his songs are about at all. He'll just give very mysterious answers about stuff. Yeah. And that used to annoy me, but now I love it because now, because it does, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I can always hear what Tom Waits I heard say about it. Like, if, if, if they tell you what the song's about, what they wrote it about and that's what it's about, then yeah. it takes that away from everyone else if yeah, it takes your own interpretation away from it. Yeah. 
And it's like there's some songs that like you know, obviously are about certain things and that are literal, but there's ones that are a bit more ambiguous. It's kind of yeah, they're very special in their own way, aren't they? Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people connect connect to the songs because you you take it on and it, how it applies to your life, and then it can become really special to you. I love that. Yeah, and songs can change meaning over time, as I found as well. So yeah, I might think a song is about one thing when I'm younger, then I'll go through some other experiences and listen to the song again, and like, oh, maybe it's about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Um, great stuff, Jamie. Well, thanks a lot for joining me. Um, Thank you for having me. And I'll put the links in the description so people can uh, check out your website and soon we get the new single on there. Yep. Yep. And uh, are you still doing your weekly live streams? Yes, it's seven o'clock every Thursday evening on Facebook, which is just at Jade Hellowell Music. Uh, yeah, we play a bunch of stuff for like an hour and a half, so, so we have some fun. Come Sounds on. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'll put the link in the description so people can check it out. Uh, thanks a lot for your time, Jade. Appreciate it. Thank you.